Let's go, girls. Come on. From New York City to Los Angeles, Powered Up with Beck and Franklin is giving women of all ages permission to live the life they've always dreamed of. Why live in black and white when you can choose the brilliance of 3D and Technicolor? Each week, Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin and their high-powered guests will be here to cheer you on, to share their challenges, their successes, and what they've learned along the way. It's all about women supporting women. The stories and practical tips on sex, beauty, money, and so much more are designed to help you reconnect to the powerful woman you are. Fabulous knows no limits. Now it's time for you to expand your boundaries. Here are Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Hey ladies, this is Sandra Beck and we're here with Powered Up Talk Radio and we're going to be visiting today with spiritual counselor, psychic, intuitive business consultant, Lori Johnson. And you know what, Linda, I'm so glad when we have Lori on. She explains so many of the wacky things that are going on. I think everybody is struggling uh, with these changes. I know I am. I know. No, you're right. When you said everybody, everybody <clears throat> is struggling and this, it, you know, at, diff, at different degrees, and that's. I mean, I'm going to talk to Lori about that. You know, when she's on, but it's it's you know, it's hard not to get um, swept into what whatever's going on between you know. Keeps it. The, just look at the the weather changes. Look what's going on in Oklahoma. Look what's going on in Arizona with these tornadoes and and earthquakes and and flooding and people are losing their houses and and look and fires in Alberta and. You know, it's just like, wow, how, how do you cope with all of that? It is that's, just, that's just the weather. You know, <laughs> we're not talking about the, the rest of the crazy stuff that's going on in the world. Oh my gosh! And I, I just think people are going bananas. You know, I, I, I was in the grocery store the other day. You know, and it was busy, and it was, you know, everybody was in a hurry. I get it. It's like almost Mother's Day, and people are trying to get everything done. And this woman just went like bananas from like you know four rows back. And I looked at the checker, and the checker looked at me, and we both kind of smiled. And then, oh my gosh, she got so mad. She's like, "Are you laughing at me?" And you know, and I kind of felt sorry for her. I mean, she was. She wasn't at least visibly crazy, um, but she just she was so upset, and there like everybody in line was so upset, and it was like, you know, I get it, but it just seems that people don't have any tolerance whatsoever for change anymore, and maybe it's because we live in that instant, instant message, instant Google, instant pudding, I don't know, instant everything environment. Well, you know, it wasn't the line that got her crazy. That was just the the. the the straw that broke the camel's back because she came into the store carrying a load of whatever she was carrying and and this oh. just you know this was just you know this this was like the ignition switch it just set her off yeah right, i mean you know unload. and i have to admit sometimes i mean i i don't go in and, and do crazy things but sometimes you know you're just in that place and one one little thing happens and you go woo <laughs> Yeah, but I see a lot of people doing that. Like, you know, I was on the freeway the other day, and again, I get it, L.A. traffic, not great. But, you know, there's part of you that just has to go, you know what, if I get on at 4 o'clock on the freeway, it's going to be bad. I don't care, like, you know, and you get these people just driving like maniacs, and, you know, this one guy, like, floored it, went around my minivan, and then he cut me off, and, you know, he got one car ahead. Like, really, where did you go? I know, I know. 
But they're and just, then, I think it's ramping up. I think people are, like, they don't get that we've got to get more relaxed, not more, like, freaked out. Yeah, but, you know, there's just some people that are not ready to hear that message. Or even if they are, they, they you know, they don't seem to be able to, to control it. So, I mean, we're... We are one, you know, we are, and, and I hope in this show we'll make more people kind of get into that space where, yeah, crazy things are happening. Um, if you understand why they're happening, it makes it a little bit easier so you don't think you're crazy. Well, you and, know, it's... And what can we do to just weather this storm? Because, my God, it's a storm, and, you know, I don't, it's not going to get any better. Uh, the, as Lori's told us before, this is the beginning, so we better... Remember, remember in uh, The Devil Wears Prada, when she walked into the door, they said, gird your loins? Right. I think we all have to gird our loins. <laughs> <laughs> well, but that's, a, you know, that's the funny thing about all this. You know, I, I used to work in this real estate company with... The a lady named Coco, who I just adored. She was so full of fun and so she was just so delightful. And she would come in and she would go, Girlfriend, Mercury is in retrograde and things are going to be bad. Or, you know, like, and she wasn't negative about it. She was just like, You know, just expect everything to go haywire over the next couple of days, but then it'll be fine. The world will right itself. Or she'd be like, Oh, there's solar flares or the world's tilting on her access. And, you know, most of the people there would kind of laugh at her. And I thought she was fantastic. Fantastic because whether the world tilted on its axis or Mercury smashes into the moon, the fact of the matter <laughs> is she was reminding us to go with the flow. Yes. No, if we could all get that message just, you know, to go with the flow and not fight the current, you know, we'll all be a lot happier. Absolutely. So I would love to bring Lori on right now to join in the conversation. Uh, Lori, you're in Texas right now. Is that where you're living? Yes, I am. I'm living in Austin. Okay, well, howdy, partner. Welcome to the show. <laughs> I was going to do some like, funny, snarky L.A. thing, but you don't live here anymore, so I can't do that. No, but I spent 25 years there, so I can be snarky L.A. too. Can I ask you, can I ask you Lori, what, what prompted you to leave L.A. and go to Texas? Um, L.A. is a really intense place, and I don't just mean because of the entertainment industry. There are two main things that are about L.A. One of them is that it is the ego capital of the world, and I don't mean that in a negative way. I mean, you go to that area because you want to learn about ego. You want to learn about having it or being able to overcome it. <clears throat> and people are not conscious that they're doing it that way, but that's where the pull is. Plus, it's if you think about we all have the chakras within our body, the earth herself has chakras, and Los Angeles is the crown chakra, which is just opening up with this new energy. So it's bringing a lot of spiritual enlightenment, but it's bringing it with a sledgehammer um, because it's been very gentle so far up until, you know, for like, like the last 100 years. Now it's like it's not gentle at all. Uh, so you get it or you don't. And one of the things that L.A. gave me was the sensitivity to the work that I do. I've gotten more and more and more sensitive to the energy. So uh -huh. when it took off, it was like, mm-mm, can't do with that. I can't live in that energy. It was too hard for me to protect myself and not go crazy. I understand that. And so if that's L.A., my God, I can't even imagine what New York must be. <laughs> but is the, it better? the thing is, L.A. opens up, and then everything, and then the energy kind of, the teaching energy, the shift energy of how to perceive things differently, it is the crown chakra. There isn't any other crown chakra, so it moves 
to the east, and then it covers the entire planet. So basically, if you want to look at it logically, we get a lot of new ideas about how to look at things in woo-woo California. But that has logic to it. It shifts our consciousness, and it goes around the planet, and it does hit everything, everywhere on the planet. There are two points of negative, or I would say zero magnetic energy on the planet. One of them is L.A., and the other is the Middle East. L.A. is where things start. Middle East is where things just don't move. They're stagnant there. They're stagnant, yeah. And that's not because people are choosing to be that way. The energy of the location is that. And so it draws people who tend to be a little bit more stuck in righteousness. Um, wow. Because that's where the energy of the, of the land is. So you're saying that uh, uh, in this whole planet that, that uh, L.A. is the crown chakra for the whole planet? Yeah, yeah. Wow. I, I never heard that before. <clears throat> I've had somebody said it's, the, it's more the throat chakra or whatever, but in every experience that I've had, it's, again, new ideas, enlightened ideas, Aquarian age, like woo-woo stuff. Since L.A. started, and especially in the 60s when we got into a whole new concept of thinking, because that was kind of like the waking up for preparation for the Aquarian age, it's all been about changing consciousness, spirituality, and it comes off, you know, weird, like in the... There are the hippies, and they believe this, and they believe free love and all that kind of stuff. But you needed to have some things that no matter how weird they seemed, they gave us a completely different consciousness on how we looked at things. And the weirdness of the 60s became part of our group consciousness so that we don't think about, um, you know, the sexual revolution anymore because so much of it changed. We don't think about, you know, looking at things in free love and that kind of thing in the same way that we did back then because it's now part of our everyday thinking, and that opens us up. But yeah, L.A., um, hard place to be, but only because the energy is so freaking intense there. How, how fast is this energy moving from the crown chakra to, you know, to the East Coast, to the rest of the world? Um, it's been doing it all along, but it's, it's kind of like it, it goes in a wave, and as it gets across the ocean and it starts hitting um, Europe and especially Russia and China, it kind of loses some of its momentum so it kind of takes a little bit longer for the consciousness shifting to happen in that area, but then it comes around again. It's kind of like a, a constant flow of things. It isn't like it goes around once and that's it. This is a constant consciousness mm. shift, a constant constant awareness of moving into this new vibration. So it just goes off in pulses and in waves and goes all the way around. So it can be something that happens very quickly, but if you Look at, if you, and I've said this before, I don't know if on the show, but if you line everybody up on the planet in one line and you put the people who are the most enlightened on one end and the people that are least enlightened on the other, the most enlightened takes one step and has to wait until every single person, including that last person in line, the least enlightened, takes that step before we move forward. So oh, when my gosh. Out for, yeah, when we go out, <laughs> the energy goes out from L.A., then it consciously shifts people and how they're thinking, but then they have to put it into practice, and then you have to get people who are really stuck who want to put it into practice. So it's just a matter of it is constant. It is actually quite accelerated. So things, if you look at major issues, it takes about a 20-year cycle or a generational cycle for consciousness shifting to happen, except it's happening a lot faster right now. Well, Fan, you're there. Yeah, wow, I'm right in the... <laughs> you're, in the you're in the crown chakra. Yeah. 
<laughs> I don't, yeah, I'm like, wow, I don't even know what to do with that. But, you know, I am actually outside of Los Angeles for some of the very reasons that um, that Lori said, because, Lori, it felt like there was just so much noise. And I'm not just talking about noise with people, but like, you know, like like sound noise, like TV and sirens. And I mean, that was bad, too. But but, yeah. you know, there just seemed to be a lot of stress energy. And I was in Beverly Hills where, you know, people are really, really high strung. Yeah. Well, if you ever read or saw The Shining by Stephen King, he talks about the Overlook Hotel as in a bubble of all this energy of everybody who died, and then they, you know, died through violence, and they feed each other, so it's kind of like haunted. It's not like Los Angeles is haunted necessarily, but it is like it's under a dome of really intense energy that feeds off itself. All right, but we'll be back all, with no, more and, after and, the break. We've got lots more Powered Up with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin after these messages. ever wonder if you're the only woman who runs errands in her yoga pants so it will look like she went to the gym? Or how about the only mom who feeds her kids raw cookie dough? Or are you the only one who cooks her family cold cereal for dinner? Do you need more laughter and less loudness? More self-love and less self-loathing? More joy and less judgment? You're not alone. Come to the living room a place where we get comfy, candid, and confident together. Come seeking sanctuary and leave feeling renewed. We are saving a seat for you. Give yourself some living room today. Cuisines and Sacred Rituals is a quest, a place, and a feast. Join host Vilasi Venkatachalam every week to explore myths, mystique, old medicine, and brilliant modern solutions through a dazzling kaleidoscope of cuisines, cultures, and cures. This is the place where tribes gather, strangers and familiars, to be memory keepers and makers of our evolving, enduring, evergreen, spoken legacy of wisdom and ingenuity. In Velocity's words, when we do old things in new ways and new things in old ways, we paint with an inspired palette, weave our own healing traditions, and become our own guru. Velocity is a troubadour of secret cuisines and sacred rituals. She collects stories of wisdom, ingenuity, and grit. She believes wellness and transformation happen when you stand at the threshold of delight and discovery. She displays her hidden penchant for drama when she leads the safari at the supper club. Her favorite pastime is to extol the marvels of cuisines, cultures, and cures. To her audience in workplaces, seminars, and salons, her mantra is, be your own guru. She is a biochemist, botanist, and alchemist who likes to churn delightful, useful things from a brew of art and science, ancient and evolving, old medicine and new cures. Join Velocity every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, only here on the WooHoo Radio Network. We're back with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Here's more Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. 
Hey, ladies, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Linda Franklin, and this is Powered Up Talk Radio, and we are talking today about all the changes going on. And Lori sends out this newsletter. You can find it at Lori Johnson, uh, was it LoriJohnson.com? Lori Johnson Psychic. Lori Johnson Psychic.com, yeah. And that's spelled L-A-U-R-I-E, Johnson, J-O-H-N-S-O-N, Psychic, P-S-Y-C-H-I-C. You put the chick in Psychic. We love that. Um <laughs> But it's really important, uh, some of the things you said in this newsletter, Lori, and it really resonated with me. And we talked in about the power of now and about people who are planners. And I'm a big planner. I, I actually went to a whole week with Franklin Covey, learned planning, and I'm a planner, planner, planner. But what I did after reading your newsletter is I planned out for three months, and I was kind of very loosey-goosey, flexible, not my usual anal retentive, have to plan everything out to the letter, um, because I get that we need to flex right now. We need to kind of go with the flow. doesn't mean we don't have to be directionless, but I think, you know, you're a business consultant, intuitive business consultant. How would you explain to my little type A personality kind of to go with the flow? Yeah, the deal here is that we are coming into a time when being in the flow of things, allowing your personal energy, not your control, which is different. But we don't trust our personal energy because nobody else is working that way. If you want to get something done, like I mentioned um, in the newsletter, I say that with Mercury retrograde, it's kind of like you don't do, you don't sign contracts. But you can't tell somebody who's finishing a real estate deal, well, I can't sign the papers now because Mercury is retrograde when the closing is right in the middle of the retrograde. That deals with money and it deals with schedules and it deals with business and people don't want to deal with that. Even, and I say, even in, you know, like woo-woo California, that just doesn't play. So we are so stuck in going with our plans, being able to just have the idea of what we want and then see how that falls into place without us trying to control every little bit. Because the control is what also gets people crazy. Because I can tell you right now, if you think you have control over something, you're going to get smacked in the head because nobody has control over anything right now. And since 2,000 years of the Piscean Age has been about the male energy in control, men specifically, not everybody, but I would say a good 90% of the male population is freaking out because they can't make it happen the way that they used to. And they can feel that it's like the rug has been pulled out from underneath them and they don't know how to trust their gut instinct to know what to do based on intuition rather than logic. That's what we're coming up against. And the men with their power which is pretty prestigious, um, kind of like being told no all the time, then they get to be like little brat boys who are going to make everybody pay for the fact that they can't do what they want. This is all energetic. This is not conscious. There's no man going around saying, ooh, somebody's taking away my power, so I'm going to you know, make sure everybody else pays for it. But that's basically the energy. So in business, in anything that you're planning, it doesn't say don't plan but we're also in the Mercury retrograde and the Mars retrograde, and if you initiate anything in a Mars retrograde, chances are it's just not going to come through. It might come through in a day or two, and then long-term, it's not going to be there. The statement is anyone who initiates in Mars retrograde loses. So this is really difficult right now. Until the end of June, we're just in a really, really hard time. It's not going to be that way for the rest of the year. It's going to be difficult, but not on the level it is right now. But still, this is like teaching us intense lessons. It's like four years of college in a couple of months. And it makes it really intense for us to then want to control and plan things if we feel that we're out of control. I have 
have a question, Lori, um, and it's a question from a friend of mine who I share your newsletter with, and he read it this morning, and he, it was very, you know, he, lo- he he loves it, and he works at a very high vibration. He has wonderful gifts, um, and he, he understands this, and, you know, he doesn't let what's going on, you know, come and creep into his life. But if, if your vibration is really high, as, as I'm sure yours is, do the little effects, like even technological effects, exacerbate because you are so high on the scale? Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes it it's, makes it worse. Or I would say more sensitive. You can feel it more. Um, mm. But it also makes it kind of you can skim across the top of it because you understand what's happening. And you're yeah. very much right. If people understand what's going on, it's a lot easier to deal with because we really don't like the unknown and we really feel uncomfortable if our world changes. We don't know why. And most people are not looking at the why right now. They're just looking at what is not working for them today. Well, he he gave me a couple of examples. And I know that you said when, when Merc- Mercury is, it, you know, kind of rules technology. So yeah. he went to, to visit a friend and he, he got to the doorman and, and he said, you know, he's not here and, and, his, and he doesn't have a, a buzzer. I know he find, and he's there all the time. And he, you know, the doorman finally led him up to the apartment. And when they both came down, um, he was there and they did find his, you know, code for the buzzer. Or, you know, his printer wasn't working and, and mm-hmm. or he wasn't getting his rent checks from his buildings and then they all came at one time. And he said it's, it's just weird. So he was wondering because he, he understands what's going on and he's so vibrational uh, at a high level that he thought maybe he was making it even worse <laughs> than it was, all these little glitches. Uh, no, it's not going to be worse because you're more sensitive. It's just okay. you're going to feel it. You're going to be more aware of it, I would say. Okay. Um, but, no, I, I've had... It's interesting because in this time of the Mercury and the Mars retrograde at the same time, which is really a bad combination, I've had more people, more clients who have to do things in their lives that both of these energies are saying, please don't do, like starting a job, having to sign contracts because there's a time frame to it, surgery coming in, all these things that you're not supposed to do right now. And so it's kind of a test to figure out how to be able to get through the energy because these the retrogrades or anything that's astrological is not saying stop your life. It's just saying pay attention to what this is trying to teach you. Mm. So it, it just makes it hard because, you know, I've even had situations where I'm starting something new or a friend finally got out of a job that she absolutely hated and started a new job yesterday. Wrong time to start a job, but there was no other choice. So it's kind of like all those choices coming in, taking care of the energy. It's, it's you know, just like a... Again, a really heavy test. But it's not going to be a fait accompli that if you do start a new job or you do have to sign a contract because of time, that it's going to fail. You're just aware of of what's going on. Yeah. I mean, there might be glitches coming down the line because there was a phrase in the contract that wasn't clarified at the time and nobody caught it. It doesn't mean that this isn't going to be, that her job isn't going to be good. It just means that there will probably be difficulties between now and the end of June when Mars goes direct that um, she didn't anticipate and she'll get through it. Isn't she's going to lose the job or have to get another job, but it just means that it's not the optimum time to do things for it to go smoothly. But since mm-hmm. right now nothing is going smoothly, I don't know if anybody's going to notice. <laughs> Yeah, it's just what's going on now. It, yeah. yeah. Is, is, is the Mars retrograde even more powerful than the Mercury? I know together, but even if it was separate, is it more powerful than the Mercury uh, retrograde? Well, Mercury comes and hits hard for a very short period of time. It only lasts about three weeks. 
even with a shadow period before and after, it only lasts about three weeks. Mars lasts for about two and a half months. It doesn't come every year. But when mm-hmm. it does come, specifically, again, because it's, it's, you know, the male energy, the initiating energy, the um, warrior energy, and these are things that they're brought to a head right now about men who do not feel that they're really, because when you get, I'm sorry, when you get to a retrograde, it's kind of like going inward, looking at the inner man, looking at the inner lessons, not what's going on on the outside. And men so used to controlling everything on the outside and not having their inner life healthy because they don't pay attention to that, it means that men are having a really, really, really hard time. So combination of the Mars retrograde at this time with the Mercury in this year, really, really bad. But usually Mars is only more intense because it just takes longer. And because we have been such a male-dominated society, if men are having a hard time, they're going to make sure everybody else does too. So it's just a combination of things. You know, when we get into a more equal society, which is on its way, and we kind of are feeling the beginning of that, but when we're more in a balanced situation here, this will not feel so intense. It's just the male energy lessons will be coming in, and we'll all go, okay, and I'm supposed to learn about my inner man right now, and male and female. So it's just a combination of right now. Um, it's kind of hard. It's kind of like, are you going to be in pain for two and a half months, or are you going to be in sharp pain for three weeks? Well, I, I guess the guys in Washington are certainly feeling it because, <laughs> you know, they're, yep. they, they, they're standing on their heads and saying, what the hell is going on? Yeah, it wasn't supposed not to happen them from doing stupid things, though. No, it's not. In fact, they they just stockpile all the stupid things that they're doing. Yeah, because they can't look at themselves. You can't admit if something is wrong. You can't admit if something is is off. You just kind of pretend that nothing is wrong and you didn't do anything wrong ever. Put your head down and barrel through. That is not how it works right now. And if you try that, there's going to be a lot of God smacking going on about that. Wow. Yeah. Which is fun. Sorry, Sandra. You know, I just got so engrossed with, no, with Lori that I'm, I was <laughs> taking notes. I'm such a little nerd over here. I'm like taking all these notes because this is a lot of this is is very new to me. I know I feel like the world has gone wonky and I can feel these things, but I didn't have like a name or a word or a reason behind it. Um, yeah. So, Lori, what do we do? I know we've only got a couple minutes to break, but you know, how do we? Can we shield ourselves from some of this energy? I mean, I know shutting off the news is good and turning off your your uh, political stuff on your computer has been great for me. But what else can we do? Basically, it seems really stupid, but take it easy. Go with the flow of things, which is not what we're used to. And so it, it takes a consciousness shift of being able to choose to do that as opposed to just saying, okay, I'm going to go with the flow. Be aware very, very specifically of how we react to things and know that probably for the next month and a half that things are going to be difficult. If you know that, then you don't expect. If you know that, then the reactions aren't going to be fear and anger and resentment if you don't get what you want. Nobody's getting what they want right now. It just isn't working because if you are sitting in, it should be this way, this is what I want. Basically, you're just standing in ego. And what these lessons are also trying to get us is to see that we are all part of each other and it's not about me versus them. Wow. So take it easy. Go with the flow. Look at your own personal reactions to things as opposed to reacting and blaming somebody else. Okay, I'm going to take us to commercial break. Uh, we're visiting today with Lori Johnson, psychic. She's a business intuitive. When we come back from the break, we're going to talk more about how we can handle these changes and what are some things we can do to expedite things, if that's even possible. We'll be back again after the break. 
lots more powered up with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin after these messages. This is for all you girls about 42. Tossing pennies into the fountain of youth. LinkedIn, it's a great tool and a great way to do business in today's social media-driven world. And Carol McManus is the LinkedIn lady with the LinkedIn Lady Show, Tuesday and Wednesday afternoons at 4 p.m. Eastern on allbusinessradionetwork.com. The LinkedIn Lady Show is designed to inform, inspire, and educate businesses. Every social media site has a specific demographic, personality, and purpose. And the LinkedIn Lady will interview a variety of guests, such as business owners who can showcase their business and talk about how they use social media, such as Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Google+, Pinterest, and of course, LinkedIn. For more on Carol and the show, check out her website, LinkedInLady.com. As trends change and new applications become available, the LinkedIn Lady Show will bring that information to you in an easy-to-use, fun, and engaging way. Every Tuesday and Wednesday afternoons at 4 p.m. Eastern, it's the LinkedIn Lady Show with Carol McManus on AllBusinessRadioNetwork.com. In today's business world, a helping hand or idea that doesn't come with an invoice is a treasured find. And if that happens to you, then you need to pay it forward to keep other entrepreneurs from making mistakes or getting a raw deal. It's called Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi. Wednesday mornings at 10, 9 a.m. Central. Josephine is going to have the guests describe their accomplishments, the lessons they've learned, both good and bad, and then sharing those pieces of knowledge as we create a movement of Paying It Forward. For more information about Josephine, her business, and background, you can go to MyMomKnowsBest.com. Josephine Jirasi has always been a problem solver. She saw this need and has turned it into a movement. It's Paying It Forward with tips, tools, and advice, and hard lessons learned. These pieces of knowledge can make a huge difference for you, your business, and others. So join us for Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi, Wednesday mornings at 10 a.m., 9 a.m. Central, on toginet.com. Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Here's more Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. This is Hey, ladies, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Linda Franklin, and we are visiting with Lori Johnson, psychic. We can uh, talk all day long to Lori. I love when you come on the show. Linda and I both get so excited. We love your newsletter, and we want to make sure that people know where to sign up uh, to get a copy of this newsletter. It's at lauriejohnsonpsychic.com, and that's L-A-U-R-I-E, Johnson, J-O-H-N-S-O-N. Now, Lori... Before we went to break, I talked uh, a little bit about, like, you know, can we hurry this up? Like, what can we do? And, you know, with all this stress going on, my response has to become more diligent in, like, getting exercise and going to, especially going to my yoga class and doing my meditation CDs. Because I feel like I can't control what's going on around me, but I definitely can work on some, you know, inner peace. Yeah, and that's exactly what the point of it is. Everything, when we get a Mercury retrograde or a Mars retrograde or any planets in retrograde, they mean go within and look at what's going on. This year specifically, we are not doing well out there because we're trying to control it. The only thing, the only thing we have ever been able to control is who we are and how we present that to the world. If the Earth has allowed us to think that we're in control of the weather or money or the planet or whatever, that's a nice little fallacy, but it isn't true. 
So with all this energy being shifting and very, very difficult to deal with on the outside, the only thing you really can do is exactly what you are doing is getting your vibration in tune with yoga, with meditation, with being able to sit back and watch and take what's happening as if it's not the end of the world because it isn't. We react to that. If we can't feel our way, we can't control what we're doing here, um, we get really exacerbated because we're not allowed to kind of like act out. But at this point, the only thing to do, the only thing to do is to go inside to get your peace. If you do yoga, if you do vibrational work, meditation work, that puts you in sync with the planet, with the earth, and the people who are having a really hard time are the ones that are out of sync like um, listening to a radio show, and if it's not exactly tuned in right, then you get a lot of static and you don't hear, and that static is actually very disconcerting to the physical body. So those people who are not hearing, they're not really in tune with the vibe. As the earth is shifting her vibe, we have to match that. So you get a lot of people who are out of tune listening to the radio station not clearly, but the more that you go inward, the more that you breathe very strongly right now with Mars retrograde, because it's such a depleting energy, we're all going to feel really tired and very irritable, and especially irritable with somebody who says they're going to do something and then they don't. That's part of the Mars retrograde. The big thing here is breathe. I mean, it sounds stupid. Take the deep breaths, the deep breathing exercises. Walk, not necessarily run, but walk. Anything that is calming and meditative, even if you aren't doing technical meditation like yoga is a way of meditating. Any of that stuff gets your vibe so that this isn't going to drive you anywhere near as crazy. It'd probably still annoy you because you're on a planet with a lot of people who are annoyed, but you can get through it by going inward and getting your vibration to a point of peace. You know, is is this... Oh, it, you know, the, the, the political stuff, I mean, I, I said during break, I think Donald Trump should be the poster child for all of the craziness that's going on in the world now. But also, you know, these weather changes and, and so many, every, every, every day on the news you hear about, you know, people being displaced and out of their homes between fires and tornadoes and, and yeah. earthquakes. I mean, is this happening? Is this the plan to really knock knock us into another place to to realize we don't have control? Yeah, that's exactly it. And we've had these lessons all along, probably since 1938, but we don't really like to learn unless we absolutely have to. And now, this year, we absolutely have to. We can't go any further um, by pretending that we know what we're in control over. And Trump is, he is the poster child, but that's actually a really good thing because he's giving everybody um, a single focus on what's wrong. And people are really thronging to him specifically because he represents what doesn't change. This is the old way. Let me take you back to the old way where a man is in control of everything and a man with money and personality can just tell you everything that you need to do. The father issue, the big father leader being able to tell things. And that's not the energy of the Aquarian age. The Aquarian Age is about equality and humanity and humankind, not mankind. And he's purporting, I mean, purporting that it's about mankind. He's not saying it specifically, but everything that he's saying is going back to that tradition. So, yeah, it's galvanizing people, kind of like bringing everybody who's crazy. Okay, I'm not saying everybody's going to vote for him as crazy, but it's galvanizing everybody who has an idea that they don't want to have to change that they don't want to face this new energy, it's putting it all kind of like in one basket, and it's making it really easy for a big shift to happen 
even though the people who are following this and seemingly stuck in that they want it the way it used to be, um, they'll get with the program. Everybody does. This isn't about my judgment on good or bad. This is where we are. This is what's happening. We get with the program one way or another. And if he galvanizes people so that they have to do a big flip, then good for him. Yeah, but just for some reason, I just don't believe it's an accident. I mean, you know, this is unprecedented. It never happened before. No, it's not, and it's not with the weather either. It literally is, again, the vibration of where we are. The Earth, we have to, we have to be in sync with the vibration of the Earth. Otherwise, we don't belong here. And yes. she's been shifting since 2012 in a really big way. Long story on that. We've talked about that before. Yes. That was her birthday. It was a rebirth day. So she's now in this vibe of going into this new vibration, of being able to be into a spiritual awakening that planets have also. It's not just for humans or for other life. And we have to match that, and that makes it really difficult because this is happening in an accelerated way. Usually that happens over hundreds of years, and we're getting it within one lifetime. Right, and I, and, I, and I keep remembering everything you said from the last show, especially about, you know, when we pass, if our vibration isn't high enough and we don't learn in where we're going next, we aren't, we can't, we're not going to be able to come back here. It's not. We have to. We have to raise our vibration before we're ever allowed back on this planet. Yeah, because it's kind of like you know, whatever Three Mile Island or or Chernobyl or anything, where you clean the room that's that's you know covered with radiation, and then one person walks in with dirt, and the entire room has to be cleaned again. It's the same idea. If you don't get to that higher vibration then you're not allowed back to pollute the rest of the planet with a lot of negativity because it's got to be about you. No, nope, well, I mean, what would happen if it happened now? I mean, you know, we, we'd have, we'd have a, a planet with, <laughs> with 25,000 people on it. Yeah. Well, yeah, but it, this doesn't happen overnight. It's accelerated right now. Yeah. But the accelerated energy that we're feeling, this kind of lesson that we're in, this kind of transition lesson, lasts until in a really intense way until 2023. Um, this is not like, oh, my God, it's going to suck until 2023, but it lasts that long, this first push of awareness, yeah. kind of like, you know, the locomotive getting started so that we can get on an even plane here. So by the time we get there, not everybody who was born in the Piscean Age, who still wants to hold on to those concepts, is going to change. But the power of them affecting everybody else will be drastically different between now and then. It's only, what, eight years or six years or something like yeah. that, seven years. It's going to make a difference by then. Um, everybody gets it. But when we look back on this, like 100 years from now, it's not going to seem as intense because we're living it on a day-to-day basis, on a moment-to-moment basis, on how uncomfortable we are. Looking back on it, it's like, ah, yeah, we got through that, but not when you're living it. Not that easy. No, not especially for the for the people who's really, I mean, whose whose homes have been destroyed and you know, or live in fear, or I mean, people are, yeah. you know, the people that have been a victim of of crime and you know, terrorism and all of that. Yeah, it's all, it's it's wow, it's just like it's an avalanche of stuff that just doesn't stop. It's an avalanche of people being out of balance, living in fear. The Piscean Age, for 2,000 years, the main control mechanism was fear. Fear even in religion. Fear if you don't do what I say you do to get close to God. You don't live by these rules. You're going to hell and you're never coming out. That's fear control. Fear if you don't do what I want you to do, you're not going to have any money or I can take something away from you. That's exactly how everything has been for the past 2,000 years. We're getting out of that. But again, if you 
still hold to the tenets of the Piscean Age, fear is still going to be a very strong companion, and a lot of people right now are reacting in that fear. We get through it. We get through it. Guaranteed we get through it. It just isn't easy. Even the people who are not going to be allowed back here, they will do the work in one way or another. It yeah. gets done. This isn't like everybody's, you know, going to be caught in some planet where they absolutely hate their life. We all get there. It's just one classroom or another, one planet or another. Well, I mean, you're you're living in Texas, and, you know, that's, you know, this isn't like L.A. or New York. Um, are people more resistant to, to what you're talking about there? Or, yeah. <laughs> or you think they'd be lined up around your door to say, help me, help me? Well, there's a, um, a nice, uh, comfortable confidence in ego here. There's a righteousness, not necessarily a self-righteousness, but there is that group mentality that we are right, we believe these things, and you guys can be crazy over there, you can fight over there, but we're right here. But oddly enough, Austin is like, Austin is like a little L.A., and then there's the rest of Texas. So mm-hmm. I believe that Austin is like the way it is right now and why I was drawn to come here because this is the awakening from Texas in the center of the state that will move the energy throughout the state because Texas is a very important state in influencing things just because it's so large and so clear that it's right. So when things change in Texas, which they will, then it makes an influence elsewhere. Well, you're going to help it along, that's for sure. A lot of people here are helping it along. It's amazing how many people here kind of get with this vibe already, and they kind of know what's happening, even if they don't know how to explain it. It's it's pretty cool. I'm very, very lucky to be here. So what other places around the United States are, have that kind of enlightenment? Well, L.A. does, but who wants to live there, you know? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, there are There are pockets. Um, Austin is one of the only bigger cities that I've found, but there are pockets like um, the Virginia Beach, but also, oddly enough, worldwide, Germany, the entire country coming out of World War II and all the damage that was done because of their mentality has completely shifted, and it's one of the spiritual centers of the world now. Interesting. I'm going to take us to commercial break. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about these spiritual centers in the world. Uh, My name is Sandra Beck. I'm here with Linda Franklin and our show is Powered Up Talk Radio. And if you like today's show so far, you can find us on iTunes under Powered Up Talk Radio. You can go to our website, PoweredUpTalkRadio.com, or you can go to Toginet, T-O-G-I-N-E-T.com for this and a couple hundred more episodes like it all about being powered up. Um, When we come back from the break, we're going to talk a little bit more with Lori about the spiritual centers of the world. We've got lots more powered up with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin after these messages. Congratulations on being the proud owner of an adorable, soft, cuddly, sweet-smelling, smiling, cooing, hungry, tired, gassy, screaming little bundle of joy. So now what? Where's the owner's manual for this thing? Where are my instructions? Right here. It's baby and toddler instructions with Blythe Lipman on toginet.com. Infant care specialist Blythe Lipman has worked with babies for over 20 years and works extensively with new parents providing workshops, in-home visits, tips, and daily phone calls to ease those frazzled nerves. 
With baby and toddler instructions, you can get the advice you need on how to survive and enjoy your baby's first year. For more information on Blythe and how she can help you, go to babyinstructions.com. From 32 ways to stop a baby from crying to 14 ways to get a baby to eat and so much more, it's Baby and Toddler Instructions with Blythe Lipman on toginet.com. If you could live your life truly standing in a place of peace, joy, and abundance, wouldn't that make your heart soar? Now you can with Lessons in Joyful Living with your host, Kimberly Rinaldi, Mondays at noon central. Kimberly Rinaldi, having created a highly successful coaching practice, now teaches lessons in joyful living. She believes in empowering others and that through it, you have the ability to break through any and all barriers, thus allowing you to reach your greatest potential and joyfully step into your life's purpose. What used to take weeks, months, or even years, she can now teach you in a matter of hours with her programs. For more on Kim and her show, go to her website, KimberlyRinaldi.com. That's R-I-N-A-L-D-I dot com. Then join us for Lessons in Joyful Living with your host, Kimberly Rinaldi. We're back with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Here's more Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. Hey, ladies, this is Sandra Beck. I'm here with Linda Franklin, and we're visiting today with Lori Johnson. That's LoriJohnsonPsychic.com. You guys need to go and sign up for her newsletter. It's really, really fascinating. We're going to talk a little bit about two things today. We're going to talk about the spiritual centers of the world and gratitude and what role gratitude plays with our spirituality. Lori, Germany, like Germany, post-war Germany, that's amazing. Like, Tell me a little bit more about that. Well, the generation that came after the mentality that was involved with World War II, and obviously not everybody in Germany was like, yeah, yeah, let's go kill everybody, but there was that wave of power that came through, and people went with the flow or they got punished for it. So the generation that came after that, a lot of people reincarnated, especially from the Holocaust, those that were spiritually evolved, that when they died, they came back to do the healing. So Germany became a center for reincarnation of spiritual energy to kind of shift the consciousness, but also because it it had been so um, negative that it needed to be cleansed. So there were a lot of people that chose to reincarnate there to bring a spiritual awareness. And since that time, it has become a spiritual center. You know, not every single place in Germany, but... You know, there's a huge, I have a lot of people who go to conferences, you know, spiritual conferences, and learn this and learn that. And a lot of them are centered in Germany because it's so open to this. Wow. I just just didn't expect that as countries to go. I mean, I think of like, like, you know, Israel, I think of um, like Ayers Rock in Australia, you know, like the Black Hills of South Dakota, like all these other places. Yeah, they are. They are. But um, they didn't have the conflict that they had to heal. So when something has to be healed, not just it maintains its own integrity, but it has to be healed. There's power. It's kind of like Los Angeles has incredible power. It's not good power. It's bad power. It's dependent on how it's used. So Germany having its own power in the land got to be used in a negative way 
So people come in to shift that consciousness, to shift that awareness, and to shift the direction of how the power is being used to use it for the spiritual enlightenment of people. But you've got, you know, the places that are around the world that we already know about, and you go to Machu Picchu or, yes, like you're saying, Ayers Rock, or um, like Sedona, which has the vortices, or any of the megalithic sites in England or the British Isles and going in, like, France and um, Spain. Where those places are were convergences and still are convergences of ley lines where there is a considerable amount of power still there. And some of them have been, you know, like kind of bastardized by the becoming a tourist trap, but the energy is still there. And you can get really balanced very quickly, like going out and hanging out in the rocks in Sedona, um, but then you have to come back into the real world. (laughs) And it's kind of hard sometimes after getting that kind of experience, that kind of spiritual experience from a location, to then step out into um, where your normal life is. So all of these other countries where there's so much genocide and there's so so much killing and so many horrible practices that go by, I mean, we didn't learn much from Germany, unfortunately, uh, because, you know, people are still going around just killing, you know, in Africa. uh, I mean, just... All those countries. So, would those people? Is that? Would you say the same thing will happen there eventually? Yeah, yeah, but it's not quite as centralized. I mean, you talk about the people who are terrorists that are kind of centered in the Middle East, um, but the kind of horrific energy that Germany perpetrated during World War II was um, very isolated. Yeah. So you know the stuff that's going on in Africa. These are just pockets of things, and yet everything does get healed. But we will get spiritual centers in the strangest places coming in because people are choosing to reincarnate to do that healing in that location, especially if it's been um, very negative. In the Middle East, even though that will probably be one of the last places that gets this kind of spiritual enlightenment, it's coming. There's no way to avoid it. It's just, and I'm not like a threat, you have to be spiritual. It just happens that it is the trajectory that we're on as a human species with all this craziness that's going on everywhere um how important is it to every day thank whoever you want to thank and be very grateful for what you have uh and look at the glasses half full and not half empty it's 100 percent important there's no way that you can put any kind of negativity on gratitude um, even gratitude for the negative things that are happening because they either give you a lesson, give you clarity, something going on. There's always, always you stand in gratitude and you're going to do fine. Genuine gratitude, not, oh, I better be grateful now because my life is going to be better. That's not genuine, but genuinely being grateful. I have a client, unfortunately, who is incredibly gifted. She's absolutely beautiful. She teaches body work, and she has a body that, oh, my God, people would kill to have. And every time I talk with her, it's like, well, I don't have this and I don't have that. The universe better give me something. And I am trying to get her to see that everything that she has, if she's grateful for, everything else falls into place that she wants without her trying to push it. It's very difficult to do. But, yes, gratitude, number one. The meditation and all that kind of stuff, it helps us get back into balance. But what it comes down to is if we do stand in gratitude all the time, genuine gratitude, it makes everything so much easier. Okay, I want to ask a question because here's the question I have with this genuine gratitude or not. Like, like, how do you know if it's genuine or not? I mean, 
sometimes I feel it like sometimes I don't feel it, but I still do it because I feel it's like, you know, either I should or I, I want to. It's like part of my practice, but not every gratitude practice, you know, kind of, you know, lights a firework up. Yeah, but it's the genuineness of the heart, even if you don't feel it exactly in the moment, but the genuineness of the heart in that you are grateful, even if you're going, oh, I'm really grateful for this. And you start growling afterwards because it's giving you a lesson that you really don't want, but you can still be grateful. But I'm talking about people who will use this as a way of being able to say grateful things, and they don't really believe it, and they don't really mean it at all. You know, I'm going to do this this practice, and I'm going to be grateful for everything, and they're doing it to get to achieve uh, a goal, and it's kind of a control mechanism then. I'm going to be grateful, I'm going to say the grateful things, and then I'll be fine and they don't believe it, they're going through the motions of it and not changing who they are inside. If you're not genuinely grateful, and not for 100% every single time you say it, but that's where your heart is, that's what makes the difference. I think when when you're really grateful for something, it's almost like a visceral thing. You can you can feel it. It's not just yeah. words. I mean, you know, I mean, I... I when I when I went for my mammogram last week and it you know and it came back that that I'm fine, I mean it's I know it's a big relief, but I mean the first thing I do is I you know I, I actually start to cry and I say I'm so grateful, thank you so much for me you know for for keeping me healthy, but yeah. it, it was visceral. I mean it wasn't like oh yeah thanks you know big deal, <laughs> it, I, you know it was <laughs> it was very emotional. Yeah, and that's the thing. But that's when you get that emotional content to it. It's that gratitude puts you on the vibration where you can connect with the earth, with the truth of the vibration of where we are, and it's like you belong, and you can feel everything that is in that vibration, which is a very spiritual, very advanced, and a higher level of vibration. So not that you're doing it on purpose to get there, but what it does is it puts you in sync. And when you get that in sync, it's kind of like you know where you belong. And that kind of rush, because we don't feel that 24-7, when that kind of rush comes in, it can be very overwhelming. Yes. Well, and I think one of the things, you know, like I find a lot of crossover, um, Lori, between this and my Christian faith, you know, when I was little, they would always teach us about the, I forget if it's a proverb or whatever, about guard your heart. And there should be a little piece down in your heart, a little place inside of you, you know, that's reserved, you know, just for you. And it's your peaceful place to go and, you know, not mm-hmm. to let, you know, anybody in. And I, I think about that in my meditative practice. I think about in yoga or I think about it in practice. And it's like, you know, we're not... I know the internet teaches us to be available all the time and, you know, cell phones and Twitter and texting, all this says, you know, you must be available all the time. But the one thing that I find that we're not available for, and it's going to sound so hokey dokey, but we're not available for ourselves like that. Yeah. Quiet. That's very true. Space. Um, a little, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I'm good. Um, a little key thing on all this internet and cell phone stuff is that, This is the preparation for us in the Aquarian age being able to communicate without the need for electronics. One of the things that's going to happen, not in the next 20 years, but as we move further and further into the Aquarian age, we all get in touch with our intuition, we all get in touch with our psychic selves, and eventually we will be able to communicate without any of this stuff. But this is giving a precursor, because if you're available all the time, Anytime somebody wants to call you, if you're in China and, they, and there's good service and they have your number, somebody can reach you anytime they want to. We have to learn 
how to be in that quiet zone and learn when to turn things off and not be available. But right now, this is still new energy. It's like, you know, it was 20 years ago. I didn't have a cell phone, and it's moved so fast that we are getting these lessons really quickly to be able to be ready for what's coming next. So, yeah, the whole idea is no matter what else is going on, you need to have that quiet place. You need to have that solitude where, you know, even Superman has the Fortress of Solitude where he can go and reflect. We need, we all need that Fortress of Solitude inside to protect self. Because no matter what's going on, we all need to have that core of who we are very clear and very safe. And I think people, people have to kind of remember if they go deep enough to know that we chose to be here at this time. Yes, we did. And, we, you know, it's kind of like if you're going for a medical procedure to see if you have a problem, the procedure can be incredibly painful and invasive, but you do it anyway to get to the other side. So when we come on this planet, you know, choosing to be here is not that it's going to be all hearts and flowers. It's coming here so we can accomplish something. And if we have to be smacked around in order to get the lesson, we kind of agreed to do that. And we don't remember that on a conscious level, but our yeah. soul selves are pretty happy we're doing the work right now. Right. What is, what is the song from Annie? It's a hard knock world or something? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but actually, you can look at it from another point of view. If we didn't want to have control over everything, it's an absolutely beautiful place. Because the yes. only thing that's wrong with this is the is way that... humans have an attitude. That's right. We could have heaven on earth if we if we choose to do it. Yeah. Well, and that's like we go back to, I'm going to leave us with this, Proverbs 4.23, above all else, guard your heart from everything you do flows from it. That was written 2,000 years ago. If we just would pay attention, um, we could watch over our hearts with diligence. Uh, For Powered Up Talk Radio, this is Sandra Beck. I'm here with Linda Franklin and Lori Johnson, psychic.com. You can check her out. We'll be back again uh, in the uh, coming weeks with some new shows. Again, for those of you who love this show and want to learn more, about Lori Johnson, go to lauriejohnsonpsychic.com. And for more shows like this, go to poweredup.talkradio.com. We'll see you again next week. We're so glad you joined us for Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. Sandra Beck, Los Angeles-based single mother and technology company owner, knows what it's like to be fit, funny, and fantastic in your 40s. Linda Franklin, a New Yorker with a successful marriage and 